listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to analyze the election, what is happening in America in terms of your basic freedoms, your constitutional rights, and uh, how these two categories fit together. I was watching a very fascinating interview uh, with Vivian Kubrick, the daughter of the the great film director uh, Stanley Kubrick who did so many um, mind-opening feature films uh, that were... Uh, Kubrick was on a mission to, to disseminate information through his giant films, such as 2001, A Space Odyssey, A Clockwork Orange, and many other films. And then there was uh, Amanda Milieu, who is the, uh, was the daughter of John Milieu, uh, who at one time in Hollywood uh, was a one of the biggest Hollywood directors of the biggest feature films in Hollywood. Off the top of my head, you know, Conan the Barbarian, but that was just one film. He did far larger films than that. And both of these women were talking about uh, the election and the fact that the the battle that we're facing, and these are not necessarily quote you know your typical Christians. I, I don't know really what their spirituality is. I would say they're uh, spiritually uh, drawn to the Bible and Jesus Christ. I don't know how deep their knowledge of the Word of God is, but they understood the obvious. And so there are so many evangelical born-again Christians who don't even understand the obvious. And they were both warning in the interview uh, on InfoWars that um, we're living in a, on a science fiction planet. We're, we're fighting a war like we were on a science fiction planet somewhere. I've used that kind of terminology myself for years, uh, the fact that we're fighting against a system of science and technology that most people can't believe exists because they think it's in the realm of science fiction. And you can read me in my books like A Prophecy of the Future of America, the brand new book Power from on High, and the other books where I constantly talk about that because I have found myself, and I noticed that both of these women articulated similar concerns, but I found for myself that the greatest, one of the greatest challenges I have as a communicator uh, attempting to break through the barriers and walls that exist in people's minds, the, the, the subconscious mechanisms that have been embedded in people that they are totally unaware of, and these uh, subconscious mechanisms erect barriers in their minds that cause them to reject truth, to reject inquiry into the truth, to reject using their common sense. Now, now why would anybody who, who theoretically is sane uh, make insane decisions about the nature of our reality and ignore the blatantly obvious facts and and contradictions and documentation that that are creating alarm bells 
in, in the minds of any sane person. So I was very riveted by this because uh, this taps into what uh, I'm observing on a global level and on a national level in the United States. And that is because of all the absolutely insane, sociopathic, science fiction planet-like events or manufactured crises that seem to be continually unfolding and accelerating, uh, especially the COVID pandemic and, and everything associated with the COVID pandemic. These science fiction planet type events are are shaking people, and people who were once cemented, for for lack of better words, people who were once cemented to to belief systems that caused them to deny the facts right in front of their eyes, that caused them not to question obvious, outrageously blatant contradictions. Uh, in what we call reality, people who used to just march around in a trance state, uh, a significant percentage of these people are, are being shaken, and they are beginning to awake psychologically, and they're beginning to awake spiritually. Now, tragically, a huge percentage of the number of people that are asleep that are in a trance state are Christians evangelical and Bible-believing Christians. And, and you will notice, if you're a regular listener to the Paul McGuire Report, that I unrelentlessly focus in on that, because if the, the core in every nation, in every society, what ultimately governs that society or nation, uh, whatever cr- creates the moral, spiritual, economic, sociological and cultural climate of any society like America. The very core or heart of a society like America is the Church of Jesus Christ and the biblical God and the biblical God's words. And to the degree that a nation like America or a European nation, to the degree that a nation like America moves collectively in the direction of the true light of the Bible and the Word of God and Jesus Christ, or to the degree that the nation moves in the opposite direction, which would be away from the light of Jesus Christ, and to begin surrendering their minds to the spiritual darkness, and whether they acknowledge it or not, embracing the doctrines of Lucifer, and following the paths of Lucifer, to the degree that a nation like America moves towards God, the Bible, and Jesus Christ, or conversely, a nation like America chooses to move away from the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and away from the truth of the Bible, is to the degree that that nation will live in liberty and freedom and happiness and have opportunities. Uh, to be blessed, to grow, uh, to be fully alive. You see, there's a direct connection, a direct connection between the integrity of the spirituality of a people like America and their freedom or lack of freedom. 
and their prosperity or lack of prosperity. And this is not taught. In fact, it's censored. It's hidden. It's, it has been shot, killed, and buried. I'm talking about the truth, metaphorically. Uh, by those that are energized by an Antichrist spirit, which is different than the Antichrist. It's simply the spirit of Antichrist can be observed historically. The way you see whether or not the spirit of Antichrist has entered a nation or has entered the people of any given nation is when you observe their behavior, their words, their belief systems, their society, their culture, their governance, uh, what their children are being taught educationally, and all these other factors. When you see a society which begins to embrace belief systems, actions, behaviors, and doctrines that are antichrist in nature, you can then classify accurately the fact that that nation, which would include America at this very second, that that nation is sliding dangerously. Uh, the tide uh, of, of, of the oceans of spirituality is pulling America out into the deep and treacherous waters uh, where Lucifer controls or will be given opportunity to, to have further control over the nation and the people. That would be an example of the spirit of Antichrist invading a nation. And that's why it is imperative to know history and to look at history and to compare what is happening now in America and the rest of the world to what has happened before in history. And when you make that comparison of the historical past and contrast it, contrast it with what is happening in the present, you can determine whether that nation and that people are opening themselves up to the Holy Spirit, to the Word of God, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, and are moving towards a biblical worldview. You can perceive that if you have any knowledge of history and the Bible, etc. But, but if those people, including the American people, take the other potential pathway, which would be to march towards the kingdom of darkness, you can make a determination based on history and the present tense of whether the spirit of Antichrist is winning the spiritual battle in America or the Holy Spirit is winning the spiritual battle in America. Now, the Lord, well, I'm just going to say it as it is. I'm not going to censor it to, to, to try to please somebody listening. The Lord told me to write the various different books that I've written. And the Lord gives me a message after studying and researching history and praying and seeking his face. The Lord not only guides me in what book to write, but, but what message that he wants me to put in the book. So, for example, in my book, um, The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind, which is available at a discount at paulmcguire.us, I talk about this, this historical progression, and I, I go back to ancient Babylon, but I really focus in on a very sophisticated nation in history. And that would be uh, the nation of France, and how, when the French, the French were the 
people that uh, allowed what was called the Enlightenment to to flourish. The French were the people uh, who uh, welcomed the philosophies of militant secular humanists and uh, philosophers like Rousseau and Voltaire and others. And the French had their revolution, the French Revolution, uh, a decade or so after the American Revolution. But the difference between the French Revolution and the American Revolution is their promises appeared similar, but what they produced was radically different. And the agent that caused the radical difference was the fact that the French leaders, the intellectuals, the philosophers, the revolutionaries, they did not build their French Revolution upon the truth of the biblical God, the biblical creator, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Word of God. The leaders of the French Revolution yielded to the spirit of Antichrist and waged war on Christianity and the Church. And their revolution was based on uh, a, a deceitful philosophy of secular humanism. In fact, their their rage stirred up by the intellectual philosophers like Voltaire and Rousseau was so violent that they that they rounded up thousands and thousands of Christian leaders in France, and they took them to the guillotines where they chopped off their heads in, in a mass bloody revolution, and they paraded uh, uh, a woman who was topless uh, on, on a horse, and she would ride around the streets of Paris as the revolutionaries would cheer her on, and they named her the Goddess of Reason. And her, the reason she was topless was that symbolized their rejection of Christian morality. And the reason she was called the goddess of reason was because uh, the French Revolution rejected uh, biblical truth, uh, biblical rationale, and, and, and biblical reason. The French Revolution rejected that in favor of a secular humanist rationale and reason. So the French Revolution was based on man, the fact that man could be God. Uh, the French Revolution was based on humanistic ideas, where man determines what is right and wrong. And then conversely, the American Revolution was based on the foundation of biblical truth, of the Lord Jesus Christ, of Christianity, and the biblical God. Now, the, we, we know that the end game, we know the results of these two different directions philosophically. The French Revolution ended up in violent sexual orgies by the revolutionaries inside of the churches of France, and uh, chopping the heads off uh, Christian leaders, and violence, and blood, and totalitarianism, because it was based on the foundation of humanism. And the American Revolution produced freedom, such as freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of Press, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So the two different revolutions, because the two different revolutions, the American Revolution, in contrast with the French Revolution, 
produced two different outcomes. And that is what we're facing today. This is, this is the point. The reason I explain that to you, and you really, really need to raise the level of your self-education and understanding, because knowledge is power. If you choose to be weak, if you choose to be weak, and you choose to follow weak Christian leaders and weak leaders, then you will reap what you sow. Weak leaders, and weak Christian leaders especially, because they are weak, will always, 100% of the time, always lead you down the primrose path of annihilation, destruction, and mass slaughter. Why? Because weak leaders, whether weak Christian leaders or weak secular leaders, do not possess the inner resources that can only come from the Spirit of God and biblical truth to give them the power, the inner power and the inner strength necessary not to bow their knees to the altar of a false god called compromise. Compromise is a false god that weak people worship and follow the dictates of compromise because compromise is a seductress. It, it, it deceives people into thinking and believing a lie, which goes like this. If you compromise, if you surrender land for peace, it plays out in the Old Testament heavily, uh, as God gave the children of Israel uh, the physical land of Israel, and he gave the physical descendants of Abraham uh, as a covenantal promise or an everlasting promise, the physical descendants of Abraham were given the physical land of Israel as an everlasting covenant or an everlasting promise. And that was fulfilled in 1948 when the Jews miraculously were returned to the nation of Israel. But the Jews, the children of Israel, and their leaders, as you looked at their historical journey, they, they were constantly wavering back and forth between following leaders that would compromise, constantly wavering between following weak leaders and doing what weak leaders always do, which is compromise. And in the account, the historical biblical account of the children of Israel, um, the weak leaders would, would try to give up land physical land that God gave them. They would, they would give up the physical land that, that God gave them to their enemies in a vain and foolish attempt uh, to give up land for peace. And the historical record of the saga of the Jews is that every time they disobeyed God and gave up land for peace, compromise, they were taken into captivity they were made slaves by their enemies, and they were slaughtered. Now, what I shared with you, I know most of you understand. It's not really that complex. It's a simple spiritual principle. But, but the violation of this principle, or the adherence faithfully to this principle, always produces the results 
that, that history reveals. So now, in America, we are under an all-out assault. We're no longer in the America that the pilgrims and Puritans, who were strong Bible-believing Christians, who were intellectuals, who were filled, yes, with the power of the Holy Spirit, who, who, whose children uh, were educated at the, at the highest levels. Um, and that, that because the Pilgrims and Puritans established America on a biblical and Christian foundation, America became the most prosperous, the freest nation uh, in the history of mankind, except for certain periods when uh, Israel was prospered. But God's children uh, in America are now under attack. The Word of God is under attack. God is uh, The biblical God is under attack. The biblical morality is under attack. And behind that lurks the spirit of Antichrist. Now, in a second, I'm, we're going to take a very quick break, but in a second, I'm going to, to take the the, the uh, mirage, the delusion, I'm going to move it out of the way, and I'm going to put right in front of your eyes something that maybe many of you know, but some of you don't know, but it's worth it for all of us to revisit this truth again, because when you know this truth, it will set you free. You violate this truth, you will pay a price that's really unspeakable. But that doesn't. But that does not have to happen. So you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Visit paulmcguire.us, and we'll be back in a second. You are now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, let's let's put it out on the table really simply. What is going to happen in the near future? Now, when I say that, I'm not saying it as if I possess some absolute knowledge of the future or or the future of the truth. I'm not saying that. I'm I'm telling you what's going to happen. The uh which pathway, dependent upon which pathway we choose to to go down in America and other nations. So the future is is not fatalistic and you really have to understand that. The future is based on the choices and the decisions and the direction we move in right now in the present, because the present is the future before it happens. Now, that's not complex. The, the future is the, is the present before it happens. And so we know, based on the truth of history, what is going to happen based on the choices and the direction we choose to walk in. And so what I've been observing um, for, for quite a while, and it's been growing, is this global uh, mass movement of humanity, a, a collection of all kinds of people, New Age people, Eastern mystical people, visionaries, artists, thinkers, authors, uh, Christians who know the truth, uh, Christians who know the Bible, who, who see what's happening. It's, it's, a, it's an odd collection 
of people, but they share a common experience, and the common experience that they share, whether they're all Christians or not, is this, um, let's call it an intellectual awakening first. And that simply means you're no longer walking around in a trance or a sleep state. You are aware of the fact that there is a hierarchical organizational structure, global in power. You could call it the globalist elite. It was formerly called the New World Order. It's now called the Global Reset. And it is also the Luciferian elite. There's a growing awareness among different tribes, if you will, of people. And the point is, you and I may not agree with a lot of things that these different tribes of people believe. We may have very different uh, foundational spiritual belief systems, because our belief system, if, if you're a Christian, is based on biblical truth and the Word of God. And they uh, may only have a certain percentage of their belief system anchored to the Word of God, and then they may have another 40% or 50% of their belief system anchored to kind of an Eastern mystical, pantheistic, uh, uh, New Age viewpoint. Now, the, 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 the critical thing in employing the wisdom of God and employing the knowledge of God based on the Bible, and, and I'm, I'm asking you as your brother in Christ to track with me right now, it's of vital importance that you grasp this, and not only that you grasp this, that, but that you pass it along to your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Because what is required at this moment, among other things, is a biblical ability, as you are infused with the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Truth, you have to have a biblical ability to navigate oneself, to navigate with like-minded Christians, to navigate your way through these various and different tribes of people that are waking up to a common threat against humanity, while at the same time that you are waking up and your fellow believers are waking up, you have to be able to navigate yourself in and out of all kinds of tribes of people who are also waking up, but without compromise. In other words, your waking up constitutes your realization and acceptance of truth, powerful truth, at, at a higher level. There may be different tribes of people in humanity that are also waking up to higher levels of truth. And, and when it comes to the areas of truth, you have a commonality. The challenge is to navigate yourself in and out of these different tribes, to recognize what the planetary dynamic of what's happening. But the challenge is to wake up, to, to understand that there are millions of people also waking up, but to wake up in such a way that you do not inadvertently compromise 
any area of sound doctrine or biblical truth or the teaching of God's Word from Genesis to Revelation. So so it's kind of like walking a tightrope, and you have to balance yourself in such a way as you uh, walk uh, across this tightrope so that you don't fall off the top, uh, the tightrope by losing your balance and going too far over to the left or the right and then come crashing down. Now, I could continue on on, on, on that area, but I'm not. I'm just giving you enough to get by on so we can develop further what's happening. Okay, so so now... We have to have wisdom and knowledge on how to conduct ourselves, how to navigate ourselves in, in waters that are not simplistic, but they're complex waters, okay? So the critical thing to understand is what do we do at this point in time when we are in very near proximity to what could be called a, a seizure of our nation, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights, uh, the, the unique freedoms of America, and yet we're in proximity to a totalitarian takeover, primarily through an interlocking of highest-level hierarchies of the globalist elite the massive amount of money of, of the globalist elite and the power of the globalist elite, their total control and attempted takeover of all communications mechanisms, including the internet, et cetera, et cetera, and their total their their attempts and their agenda at the total control of our society. And we have to be able to interface with that on an intelligent and highly strategic level, not a simplistic level, which simply means any action conducted, any pathway embarked on, you have to, before you embark on it, first it can't violate your biblical beliefs, such as being lawful and peaceful and being governed by love, God is love. Secondly, whatever pathway you embark on, has to be guided by the wisdom of God. And the dynamics of the warfare are so transcendent and so uh, high level. This is high level spiritual warfare at the highest levels. That the only way that you can possess the knowledge and the spiritual power to be victorious, to be victorious is you have to, on a personal and individual level, be clothed with power from on high, which is the dunamis dynamite power of the Holy Spirit. So when and only when you're infused with the power of the Holy Spirit, that infusion of a biblically authentic power from on high, which Jesus Christ made reference to when he told his disciples to tarry in Jerusalem um, until the Father sends uh, power from on high upon them. It was only then that they were spiritually equipped to uh, move throughout the ancient world in the Roman Empire 
uh, and accomplish their mission of evangelizing the world. Now, in addition to that component, and that's a component, by the way, that is absolutely necessary, but the modern church has been seduced into rejecting the authentic supernatural power of God for two reasons. A kind of lunacy and circus-like atmosphere among people who claim to be moving in the power of God and who in actuality are not. Number two is there's this rejection, this deeply entrenched rejection of um, rational, logical, disciplined thinking and strategy based on a biblical worldview. When we regain those two biblical categories, truth and knowledge based on the Word of God and receiving power from on high, legitimate power from on high, on an individual level, then we are ready to go, so to speak. Now, what we have to understand is that we're fighting principalities and powers, the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, fallen angels, and a hierarchy of fallen angels and territorial spirits, uh, and satanic workings of all kinds. We can't fight that on human strength. We must be clothed with power from one high. So the next necessity is that we allow ourselves <clears throat> to be clothed with power from on high. Now, when you read the Bible, and we talked about this yesterday on the Paul McGuire Report, you see many examples of, of great men of God like Joseph in Egypt, the prophet Daniel, Joshua and Caleb. That's just three. Now, all three of those men, uh, and Caleb too, so all four of those men, were faced, uh, they were facing spiritual battles that were beyond their human ability to win. The only way they could possibly win the spiritual battles as they moved up into the higher level spiritual warfare of their time was they understood the basics. Now remember, most of the time, or a great deal of the time, throughout history, God's children, whether the Jews or the Christians, miss or reject the basics, and therefore they lose the spiritual battle. So there must be a regaining of the basics. So when you look at Joshua, Caleb, uh, Joseph, Daniel, David, etc., they were all faced with absolutely impossible situations. All of them faced what could be categorized or classified as their opponents were giants. Just as it's very easy for the body of Christ, the supernatural body of Christ in America, to perceive our adversaries in America and across the world as giants. Now, what is interesting that when we study how Daniel confronted the giants of his time, remember, he was invading the most powerful empire in the world at the time, which was ancient Babylon. Um, uh, Joseph was promoted to second in command next to the mighty Pharaoh of Egypt. Um, Joshua and Caleb were commanded by God 
to invade the land of Canaan that was filled with Nephilim, Rephaim giants. And David, among other things, was called by God to personally confront the Nephilim giant Goliath on the spiritual battlefields right in the middle of a war between the children of Israel and the armies of Syria. And all of these men had to face what could be categorized as giants and could be potentially categorized as an impossible situation. But the the Bible teaches us that nothing is impossible with God. So how these men won their various spiritual battles is they were all anointed. You, You can use the different language of the Old Testament and the New Testament to describe this spiritual power. And there's, in terms of theological definition and perhaps theological experience, there are differences between the way the Holy Spirit moved in the Old Testament versus the way the Holy Spirit moves in the New Testament. Given all of that, the great men of God in both the New Testament and the Old Testament overcame the giants through the supernatural power of God. In the New Testament, the giant, let's say, was the mighty Roman Empire. And they, the disciples overcame that giant by receiving power from on high. The disciples received power from on high. That, that's why they won the spiritual battle that they were in. And then Joshua and Caleb were able to conquer the so-called giants in Canaan. And Daniel conquered the giants in Babylon. And Joseph conquered the giant of uh, Egypt. Now, when you read the, the, the historical biblical accounts accurately, you see, if you read the Word of God precisely, that the reason God's people won was that in every occasion they received an unusual anointing of the Spirit of God, or what is called power from on high, or clothed with power from on high, in the New Testament. It is only when that supernatural power of the Holy Spirit came upon them that God opened a portal, so to speak, in the dimensional battlefield that they they were engaged in, and this released God to not only energize them supernaturally, give them wisdom supernaturally, but the release of God's supernatural power the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. This caused, in the area of the minds of of God's men, God's warriors, God's generals, the infusion of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, being clothed with power from on high, or however you described it, in every single one of those situations, there was a reframing of their consciousness. And by that, I mean they there were, were radical transformations in not only their individual perception of the so-called giants and the battlefield, but there were radical transformations in the perception inside the inner being of their opponents, the so-called giants and their enemies. And A case in point would be that when God commanded Joshua and Caleb to invade Canaan, uh, 
the supernatural power of God inv- invaded the situation before Joshua and Caleb prepared to enter Canaan. And Joshua and Caleb had a reframing of their human consciousness based upon the Word of God, where Joshua and Caleb now perceived themselves to be giants, and they perceived the Nephilim Rephian giants to be uh, grasshoppers. But then the power of the Holy Spirit to, to transfigure the spiritual atmosphere that they were in was so powerful that the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon Joshua and Caleb not only transformed their perception, but the invasion of the Holy Spirit into that location moved beyond that and it actually transformed the perception of the so-called giants in Canaan. And now, supernaturally, through the infusion of the Holy Spirit, supernaturally, the perception of the giants internally was changed. The the so-called giants themselves perceived themselves to be like grasshoppers, and the giants themselves now perceived Joshua and Caleb to be giants. So there's all these reversals and changes in perception which allow, in each case, God's people to win a victory when the voices of the world system and the voices of the agents of Lucifer's kingdom were all shouting into the ears of God's men that what they were attempting to do was impossible. But it was not impossible because nothing is impossible with God. Okay, this is the Paul McGuire Report. We're going to come right back and bring, we're going to go together and bring ourselves to the place where we learn the fundamental principle about how to apply power from on high into our spiritual battle right now on earth, which many people say is impossible to win. But that's not what the Word of God says, and that's not what God says. So visit paulmcguire.us. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Paul McGuire Report. So right now, we are in a period where the battle, the spiritual battle for, for mankind, the last day's battle for mankind has never been greater. And yet we have massive percentages of God's people that have willfully rejected the Word of God and the supernatural power of God. The historical evidence for what happens when God's people do that is they always lose the spiritual battle, the natural battle. They are enslaved. They are wiped out. And it's a tragic disaster. But the historical evidence of what happens when God's people get right with God and repent to the Lord and begin to synchronize their their plans, their thoughts, their beliefs, and actions to the Word of God, and then they obey God by receiving power from on high. When God's people do that, biblical history and history teaches us that although the battle appears to be momentarily impossible to win, if God's people will do specifically what God is telling them to do, then God's people will be given by the biblical God the supernatural power of God 
power from on high. God will clothe his people with power from on high, and they will be given the supernatural power to be victorious in the spiritual battle. A supernatural power that will not only enhance their wisdom, but a supernatural power that will enhance their perception and transform the perception of their opponents or their enemies. The pilgrims and Puritans, to whatever degree, mastered these biblical principles. It was, it was due to the faithfulness of the pilgrims and Puritans in uh, applying these spiritual principles that the impossible miracle of America was born as a Christian nation and a nation that um, shined the light of the reality of the gospel all across planet Earth until relatively recently. So, we're in the last days. The key is to read and study and acquire knowledge of, of these spiritual dynamics that the Lord is teaching us. Now, that's why I've written the books that I've written, to communicate, to teach to God's people these spiritual dynamics. And I wrote my new book, Power from One High, for this precise purpose. And I urge you to go to my website, paulmcguire.us, that's paulmcguire.us, immediately get yourself a copy or copies of Power from One High while they're still available, while they're in stock for uh, the holidays. Grab yourself a copy of the book. It's not boring. It's a fast-moving book. It's 400 and, I don't know, 440 pages or something, but it rocks and it'll transform your life, and it will answer the questions you have about what's happening right now. So get yourself a copy of Power from an Eye, and while you're at it, take advantage of the, dis the financial discounts on other essential books to read that will also enhance your truth in this area. Books like The Greatest Battle for the Hearts and Minds of Mankind, A Prophecy of the Future of America, Volume 1 and 2, Conquering the Matrix, and you'll see other books all available for you at paulmcguire.us. Also, we're in a spiritual battle with this ministry. We have to develop the resources and the technology ahead of time to expand our outreach and protect our ability to continue our outreach should different environments rise up. And uh, we need your help, and I need some of you to seek the Lord and ask God what you should contribute or donate financially, and then I ask you to simply obey God, and whatever God tells you to give, how much he tells you to give, how often he tells you to give, simply obey the Lord, as we do in, in this ministry. And then spread our message far and wide. Spread our links. Join, like. Sign up to our e-blasts and everything else. We don't we don't give that stuff out, but that's our our link to communicating, and a link has to be protected. And with your help, we can do that. So I ask you to partner with me in your intercessory prayers and your prayer warfare. Seek the Lord, and together, if we are united before the Lord and we're we're doing His purposes, not our own personal agenda. But his purposes, I believe we can be victorious to whatever degree the Lord will allow us to occupy the land.
but we have to do our part. We have to obey him, and we have to do what he tells us to do in his word. God bless you. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. <laughs>